Well, welcome. Lord, we come before you this morning and we say that this isn't our home, but you're wherever you are, wherever you are inhabited is our home. Wherever you want to show up, wherever you want to be, wherever you want to rest, wherever you want to move, wherever you want to touch, that's my home. That's where I live. That's where I want to be. There's no, there's, another, there's no other place outside of that that would ever compare. And so, Lord, this morning I pray that as a people, as a family here right now, that we would create a home that you would come and inhabit. Create a place that you would come and rest. Create a place that you would want to move upon and reveal yourself in a greater way. We say that you are worthy. We say that you are great. We say that you are above all things. And there's nothing else outside of you that could possibly satisfy us. And so this morning, Lord, I pray that you would give us the grace and mercy to reach out to you, to reach out and touch a deeper place in heaven that we would truly be impacted, we truly be changed, that we truly would encounter the living God. Holy Spirit, reveal yourself to us this morning. Such a great salvation. Such a mighty, wonderful work. What a salvation. You stepped in the way of what was meant for us, Jesus. You stepped in the way of a train that was on bound to knock us out and wipe us out. You stepped in the way and you saved us, Jesus. You put us in direct line to receive the promises that belong to you. You assigned us to the portion of inheritance. You assigned us to life. You said that these promises belong to you. We say this is a great salvation given by a mighty God who loves without limit and without end. God. God, we're asking that you penetrate our hearts with the reality of the power of the cross. God, we're asking that you turn the light up on the power of the cross. God, we're asking that you shatter all the illusions that are in the way between us and the cross. Such a great salvation was released. God, so many wonderful things were released because of the cross. God. We're asking that you scorch our hearts with your love. God, we're asking that the Holy Ghost would apply the reality of the cross to our lives. Such a great salvation. Hope born again, hope born again, hope born again. God, we're asking that you confront the lies that live in our minds. God, we're asking that you confront the disappointments that we've carried around. God, such a great salvation such a wonderful work what a mighty god to get in the way and save us god we want to see the reality of it god we want to see the outworkings of it god we're saying in this moment we dare to believe that the cross is enough again god we're saying we're daring to believe that jesus a sacrifice paid for everything God, we're daring to believe that it's paid for. It's paid for and it's ours. God, we're asking for the revelation of the cross. Confront our hearts, God. 
Confront our hearts, God. Confront what we actually believe. God, confront the areas that have grown cold towards you because we've been disappointed. God, let your word confront our heart, God. Your word is true. Our experiences are only a lie. Your word is true, God. Your promises are yes and amen. God, if we haven't got the answer, it's not the end of the road yet. The story's not done yet. It's not finished yet. God, we're daring to believe in this moment again. We're daring to believe. We're daring to believe in a God who loves ridiculously, unabashedly, unashamedly. God, we're daring to believe that your word actually means what it says. God, something inside us has taken root that accuses your word of being untrue. And that thing's got to go. That thing's got to go. So we need a salvation again. We need a deliverance again. We need a savior again to lay hold of this thing that we can't deal with. Oh God, would you come? Holy Spirit, would you come to a deeper place in us? Holy Spirit, apply the word of God to us at a deeper level. Lay hold of our hearts at a deeper place, Holy Spirit. Release reality. Break these illusions that have bound us and held us. Release reality. We're calling on you in the name of Jesus. Holy Ghost, cut loose. Oh, oh. Our hearts cry out to you, the living God. God, we're giving ourselves day and night to seeking you out. God, we're laying down our pride to seek you out. We're lifting our voices to seek you out. God, we're putting aside all that we know to do to step into the unknown to come find you. Your word says, you will find me when you seek me with your whole heart. Your word is true. Your word is true. Oh God, awaken us on the inside. Awaken faith on the inside. Awaken hope on the inside. Awaken passion on the inside. Speak to our hearts and awaken love, God. Speak to our hearts and awaken love, God. Release of salvation in this building this morning. We speak the release of full salvation in this building this morning. Everything that was purchased for us by the blood of Christ, we speak the release of that in this building this morning. We take the position of the evangelist and we say there is full salvation in this building this morning. There is full salvation for you and your household in this place this morning. We say there is full release of the healing that was purchased on Calvary. We say there is full deliverance in Calvary this morning. We say there is full revelation in Calvary this morning. We say there is citizenship in heaven through Calvary in this place this morning. We speak the release of full salvation, full salvation, full salvation, full salvation, full salvation. 
we speak the release of faith in this building this morning to grab a hold of full salvation. We say nobody will walk out of here without grabbing a hold of full salvation, full salvation, full salvation. Everything, everything that Christ purchased for us, everything that Christ stood in front of the train for, we release all of that in this building this morning. So I got LASIK surgery about a month ago. And it's interesting because my eyes actually have a full capacity to see but because of the way they were corrected, they, they actually need my brain to cooperate. So my eyes are open and I can physically see, but my, my, the, the brain hasn't fully engaged with this process. And I see a correlation between that and in the spirit where our eyes can actually be opened, but our heart can actually disregard what we're seeing. And so we need to be able to see, and at an even deeper level, we need to be able to value and receive and interpret what we see. And so, God, I ask in the name of Jesus that you would take our eyes, you would heal them, you would apply the salve, you would enable them to see. And God, that you would even go deeper than that. God, that you would enable our spirit to receive the sight that we need. God, that you would able our spirits to receive the interpretation of what we see. And God, that you would enable our spirits to allow the impact to go deeper and deeper and deeper so that not only we see, but we receive and we understand and we value and we grow and we change because of that sight. God, we just are submit ourselves to that process in Jesus' name. All right. I, we can tiptoe around this for a while, but what if Jesus was walking through the street? Do you see what happened with with Bar, uh with uh, Bartimaeus was that Jesus was passing by and there was a moment in time, there was a moment in time that he was coming through and, a, and he screamed out, ah, I want to see. And that was the time. Well, I'm going to tell you right now, this is the time. And so if you want to see in a way that you haven't seen before, come right up. Do not hesitate. There is a grace right now for us to be able to see. I'm in here too. I want to see. going for a few minutes, but I'm going to release some people. Ben wants to agree with you. Scripture says where two or three or more are gathered, there I am in the midst of you. And I, I believe that there is an opportunity right now for, for people to see. And so Ben, you just start. But just agree together. Even if you're standing next to someone right now and agree with them that together as a family we will start to see there's something there's something about unity right now and i just can't shake it there's something about joining together that god is really trying to bring right now god we just want a family we want a family here we want a family of believers here
We want love between one another here. Oh God, we want unity. True unity, something that has never happened before, but something the Son prayed about. See beyond ourselves. Oh God, you're trying to build a family. You're trying to restore a family in the earth. Oh, we are your children. It's important right now that nobody stands alone. It's important right now that nobody stands alone. If there's someone alone right now, go stand by them. Nobody is alone. I can hear the I can hear the lie of the enemy that says, I am alone. I am alone. I am alone. And I just say that that is no place in the family of God. You are not alone. You are not alone. You are not alone. You are not alone. God, give us eyes to see what you are building in the earth. The family of God. Give us eyes to see what you're building here. Join us together. Bind us together. With a bond that is more tying, than a bond that is more strong. A bond that is stronger than blood. I know what it's like to be in the, the darkness. I know what it's like to be felt like left and abandoned in the pit. And there's times that I've embraced that as who I am. There's times that I've embraced the darkness. There's times that I've said, I'll just lay in the pit and never get out. For years of my life, that's what happened. Every time something came up, I would run back. Run back to the darkness, alone and safe. But I'm saying that the lights are being turned on. That that time is coming to an end. That there is a great and awesome awakening that is about to take place. That none shall be left in the dark. All shall see the light. Holy Spirit, right now we come against the lie that says, I am alone. We stand together and say, I am not alone. We break the power of that bondage in Jesus' name. And we say, I have a family and I belong. I see clearly that my brothers and my sisters and my mothers and my fathers, they see me and I see them. Come on, let that revelation hit you. You are not alone. Let it overcome you. You are not alone. Now, on Friday night, I was in a uh, revelation situation. And the uh, Lord started to speak to me about electrification. As in rural electrification. And I remembered something that my grandfather has talked about a lot. And that's the day that they got electricity on their farm. Because he was raised without electricity, of course. And uh, the way he tells the story, he was out in the field working with horses, you know, plowing with horses. And it got, you know, it got evening, it got dark, and it 
was time to come home with the horses, so he's coming home in the dark, in the quiet, coming home, he's looking over the hill, and you know, if you can picture a time when you could look over that hill and not see the lights of Spruce Grove and Stoney, just see nothing but solid darkness. And he said, when I came over the hill, they got electricity in their barn first, and if you're a farmer, you understand why that was. So they got electricity in their barn first, and he says, when I came over the hill, the barn was glowing like he hadn't seen anything like this. And uh, he said the light out of the windows was just like this golden, beautiful light, like nothing he'd ever seen. And uh, I mean, obviously he had seen electricity in the city and so on, but on their farm they had never seen that. And this revolution of electricity came to their lives so that they could, you know, they could milk cows after dark without the hazard of coal oil lamps and all that stuff. And then if you think about your life, if we fast forward and think about your life and your house, like without thinking, you can list off 25 things in your house that operate on electricity. Everything from power tools to elect so that you can get a job done to refrigeration so you can preserve things to light so that you can work after dark and see and so that things that are secret can be seen in the open. I lived without electricity for several years and the corners of the house and the things under the bed tend to stay there because it's just too dull in the room to really notice that stuff. But with electricity, it's all, it all comes out in the open. You see where this is going? I began to ask the Lord and be, be before the Lord and stir, let, let the Lord stir in me. And I thought, oh, he's calling us to be linemen. He's looking for teams to go out into rural areas and install electricity and bring electricity. And I was awesome with that, and I, I moved in that for about a day. And yesterday I'm driving home past that little bridge at Stony Plain by, by Dog Rump Creek. And the Lord highlights the bridge and says to me, be the bridge. And I suddenly realized, this right here is a circuit breaker. This right here is a fuse. This right here is that thin strand of wire between heaven and earth. Heaven longs. Heaven's all about electrifying the earth, bringing the energy and glory and life of heaven to earth. Do you understand what I'm, you understand, I hope, where I'm going with this? Heaven longs for earth to experience the glory of God like heaven. Heaven lives in that all the time. It's standard, normal operating procedure in heaven. Earth is where there's the deficit of this, this wonder and excellence of glory of God. You are that circuit breaker. You are that thin strand of wire between heaven and earth. If you don't take your place, it doesn't matter how much glory there is in heaven, it's not touching the earth. And so, so now, okay, I'm just going to say something that's sort of the obvious. This is a responding time. This is a time to respond. This is the time to say, Lord, I take my place as that thin strand of wire that carries the glory of heaven and releases it on the earth. Why? So that power tools will work, so that ministries will go forward, so that, so that truths will be preserved, so the prophetic will be revealed, so that eyes will see in the dark. 
so that men can work after 4 o'clock in the afternoon because there's light, because there's revelation, so that we can have a house of prayer where there's revelation hour after hour after hour after hour after hour. We don't shut down at a certain time because, oh, now we entered into the dark. We keep moving. It depends on us. And so now I'm going to cry out and we're going to cry out together. Lord, make us those circuit breakers. Make us those fuses, Lord. Make us that thin strand of wire between heaven and earth. Us as individuals, me as an individual, Jesse as an individual, but also us corporately, us corporately, us corporately. We say this is a, this is a church. This is a church. This is a church that stands between heaven and earth and releases the glory of heaven on the earth. We say, Lord, we take that position. We relish that position. We love that position. We stand and step into that position of being that thin strand that brings the heaven down to the earth. This is not a, a one-way street. We've responded to God, and I believe with all my heart that it takes a lot of faith to wait for God to respond to us. I believe that God is wanting to respond to us today in a tangible way. For those of you who feel comfortable sitting back there, if, if you would like to come forward, it would be good. And I would like us to kind of quieten down for a while and wait for the Father's love I know that all of you have been in some sort of relationship where you were the lover and the person to whom you were giving affection was not responding. That is not the kind of relationship we're seeking here. God, we depend on you to respond to us. I'm asking you this morning, God, that you would that you would respond. We're not going to manipulate you, Lord God, and we're not going to tell you what your timetable should be, but I know that you said that if we seek you, that you would let us find you. I'm asking that you might begin to wrap us up in the blanket of your love. I pray, Father, for everyone in this building. I'm asking that nobody will go away without a clear revelation of your love. I'm asking that you would begin to throb in this building. We open ourselves up to you, Lord God. We recognize that our response to you is not what it should be. And we know that you lavish your love on those who haven't responded even in the slightest. So here we are. Please respond. We ask, Lord God, that we'll lay down our sacrifices before you, whatever they are. Whatever our preconceived ideas of what ultimate love looks like, 
we know that it's more than that. So we just call on you. It's a gift. We don't earn it. It's a gift. If anybody's in this building and you've never given your life to Jesus, if you haven't made that initial step, if you haven't come to the conclusion that you're a sinner and that you desperately need God's love, then I'm telling you that today would be a good day to make that happen. God has so much for us, but he cannot respond to you until you make that initial step. So if there's anybody in this room that isn't sure, you're not sure, then come. Come to any one of us. Come, and we'll show you what that initial step looks like. And there is a world open to you that you didn't know existed. And it's when the Spirit can begin to give you things that you didn't know were available. But for those of us who are old in this, all we want, God, is to feel you. We want you to open up our eyes and begin to see that you love us. This is not a one-way street, God. I confess to you, Lord God, that I don't want to keep making uh, overtures to you and find that there's nothing back. I believe that you want to respond to us, and so we position ourselves to receive what you have for us. God, we receive what you have for us. We receive what you have for us. Lord, I'm asking. That the family here would see what you have laid out. Would see how you're going to bring electricity. How you're going to make the bridges. How the world will come to know the light. I'm asking for you to reveal your plan to your trusted children. We receive it. Thank you, Lord. God, I pray that this would be another one of those moments where something has been established in us. And it's not something we just let go. Like last week, I just can't let go of. And I pray that this would be another one of those moments. So, Lord, I, I just say that I thank you for the, our family. I thank you for our family right now. Lord, I see massive additions taking place in our family. I see massive income from our family. I see massive income of numbers of all sorts in our family. And so, Lord, I know that you want to bless this family, and I know you want to bless the family of God and the earth. So, Lord, right now we say we receive what you have for us. We receive for this place. We say that we are the ones that will incubate what you have for this house. And I'm asking that you would bring it quickly. Bring it quickly, Lord. Bring it quickly. In Jesus' name. Amen. So much. So rich. You know, if you struggle with 
you know, being around people, being in family. This is, there's a grace. I'm going to prophesy a grace over you right now. That there's a grace for you to enter in to that. Where it feels like you know, this isn't even me, where it feels like you shake before you go into a scenario. I'm saying that, that, is, that there's a grace that you can enter into true family. And I'm talking beyond even blood. I'm talking like an expansion and a bringing in of family. Into your houses, into their houses, there's something that's coming, and I can, I can feel the cusp of it. It's going to expand to different parts of the globe, too. <laughs> Oh, that's good. You know, as Derek was sharing, it was interesting because uh, I was out at my parents' farm this weekend, and they have an old root cellar out there. It's, it's probably about 60, 70 years old. And uh, I went over there to go inside of it, and uh, it's under the ground, so there's no lights in there. There's no nothing. And, and uh, trying to get in there, it was just impossible because you couldn't see anything. And so, of course, I had to go get a flashlight and turn the flashlight on, and you realize man, we haven't been in here in a while. And you realize that stuff's been rotten. There's wood there that's been destroyed and busted. And all of a sudden, we had to kind of reach in and begin to pull the boards out and fix it up again before we could even get in the room. And then when we got in the room and turned the light on, you could just imagine a room that hasn't been entered in probably 20 years or so. It wasn't so good. And I felt this morning for a lot of people is we're crying out to see, but for some of us, we're scared of what we're going to see. And for some of us, we may not like what we're going to see. But let me tell you something. You don't have to like what you see, but you do need to see it. And if we're able to see that stuff that's maybe gotten a little rotten, that stuff that God wants to remove then you can fully begin to walk into whatever it is he has in store for you. And that's our heart's desire for each person in this body, that we may see so that we can move forward in him. So, Father, this morning I pray, God, that you would open our eyes and that we wouldn't be scared of what we're going to see, but that we would embrace it. And we would actually take that stuff that we see and we would present it to your cross, knowing, Father, that you have all things under control knowing, Father, that you take care of all things. And, Father, that's the posture you've asked us to take. You haven't asked us to hold on to anything. You've asked us to lay it at your feet. And so, Father, we will do that. But uh, we're honored to have Steve and Carolyn here today, and uh, Steve's going to share mostly. Maybe we'll get Carolyn to share a little bit. Uh, but uh, we've just asked them. They're, they're elders in our church, and we've asked them to share a little bit of their journey and to share a little more of whatever God's just been speaking to you and on your heart for today. Uh, but we love the Bain family so much, and we are so blessed uh, that they've been with us for, I don't know how long you've been back from Nashville and all that stuff, but 17 years. So what a blessing it's been in this house. And uh, so we're so honored to have them come. So let's just welcome Steve and hear what he has to say. Thank you. Thank you. To tag team on what Di was just talking about with the stink, I think there's some cool stuff. And um, do you know really all it took? It wasn't a whole lot of work other than finding it. The fix was very easy. 
bucket of water. And the smell was then capped. It was, it's gone. So something so simple, and yet uh, it took a lot of investigation. Now, what I find really cool is part B of that whole deal, the new smell in the room is from um, recoding the baptismal tank so that there's no more leaking. There's something significant there too in the sense that the salvation of baptism, that whole process is becoming stronger, contained, no more leaking, no more what goes in stays in. No more illegitimate theft for people, families in this body, for the journey that we are all in at one stage or another. I just want to proclaim over this house, no more illegitimate theft in Jesus' name. Plugging the holes to be able to contain all the water that God intends for this house to carry. In Jesus' name. I am going to share when we get there of what's going on in our life, but first, I would really like to share some thoughts. Um, when Derek was up talking earlier, uh, many years ago, I started a construction company and called it Arcom. People are like, what is Arcom? I said, well... I, I could tell you, but you wouldn't really understand, so I'll just skip it. Well, when I was building houses, we had to put uh, these breakers in called arc fault breakers. Now, unless you're a master electrician, which code now is that every breaker be arc fault. But what they did was they found that over years, wiring would diminish in its quality to carry power, and power could literally arc from one wire to another wire without touching. So a spark could, could ignite without two wires touching, which it was always believed that you needed two wires to touch in order to create a spark. A good example is your barbecue lighters. You ever click those things, and then you can see the little spark jump across? Anybody know what I'm talking about? That's arcing. And so as I was praying and thinking about naming this company, I really, really latched onto this concept of power transferring from one realm to another without actually touching, without actually connecting. And so the visual with that was the arcing power and then the calm was the communication and the ability for God to speak into to our hearts, the ability for power to transfer from one region to another. Well, with what's going on that we'll, we'll get to in a little bit, I feel like that is a, we're going to close up Arcom. And I don't know when this is going to happen, but I've had this thought of the next thing, and I, don't, I, I really don't know. God has not given me clarity on this, but I'm wondering. The next thing um, would be iridium. Does anybody know what iridium is? Anybody? It's an element, yeah. The number on the elemental table for iridium, 77. Iridium Asset Management. Is that cool? Did you catch the acronym there? Iridium Asset Management. I am. This is kind of getting cool. Well, Iridium, the picture I saw this morning as Derek was talking 
was us becoming like the moon, becoming so reflective that when God looks at the earth, his own image starts reflecting back at him, and he's like, there is my home. There is so much shine, the iridium, the polish. Now, iridium, is in, they use it to, uh, to coat uh, lenses. Like, have you seen ski goggles that you can't see in because they're so shiny? That's iridium on there. That iridium is the, is the shine that God is trying to put into us to reflect his glory. Isn't that cool? Okay, that was one thought. Um, we're totally going to shift gears. Now, when Jesse was talking this morning, this was the scripture I was getting. Now, bear with me. It is the Old Testament for all you Old Testament believers. Are we okay with the Old Testament? Okay, good. First Chronicles 25. Now, I'm going to stumble over some names, but I'm not going to skip them because they're all important. Now, this is titled The Musicians. Check this out. David and the captains of the army separated for the service. Let's just stop right there. David and the captains of the army are picking the band. This is kind of cool. Separating for the service. Some of the sons of Asaph, of He-Man. Anybody know He-Man's in the Bible? <laughs> and of Jeduthun, who should prophesy with harps, Stringed instruments and cymbals, and the number of the skilled men performing their service was of the sons of Asaph, Zakur, Joseph, Nathaniah, and Asherelah. The sons of Asaph were under the direction of Asaph, who prophesied according to the order of the king. Of Jeduthun, the sons of Jeduthun, Gedaliah, Ziri, Jeshiah, Semiah, Hashabiah, and Mattathiah, six under the direction of their father, Jeduthun, who prophesied with a harp to give thanks and to praise the Lord. Of Heman, the sons of Heman are Bukiah, Mathaniah, Uziel, Shabul, Jeremoth, Hananiah, Hanani. Iliatha, Gedalti, Roman Teaser, Josh Bakashakach, <laughs> Malathai, Hother, and Mahaziath. All these were the sons of Heman, the king's seer, in the words of God to exalt his horn. For God gave Heman fourteen sons and three daughters. All these were under the direction of their father for the music in the house of the Lord with cymbals, stringed instruments, and harps for the service of the house of God. Asaph, Jeduthun, and Heman were under the authority of the king. So the number of them with their brethren who were instructed in the songs of the Lord, all who were skillful, was 288 This is a big band. 
Here is 288 people, sons, working alongside their fathers, working under the authority of the king. There is something for us right there in how we structure our body in the sound of the Lord. There is something so powerful in that that if we can get it, we will actually be able to sustain the sound of God in our body, in our midst. It is a season for sons to begin to walk with fathers and for fathers to begin to walk with sons in the service of the king. I release that into this house even now. Fathers and sons, deep relationship, strong relationship. Fathers and daughters coming together in unity, all in service and under the authority of the king. And so, Father, we graft ourselves into that place of determining this day that we shall walk as a family, as fathers and as sons, and we will train our sons to war with their instruments. We will train our sons to exalt God and to make a way where there seems to be no way. We will walk together. And as we release this sound, Father, would you pour oil upon it? The destiny of nations is in the balance waiting for the kingdom to come. So, Father, this day we welcome the fathers and the sons and that call that hangs in the air to begin to come together and to play skillfully before God. Now that skill is not just licks on a guitar. The word skill there is actually referring to the ability to sense what is taking place in the realm of the spirit. So again, this is far deeper than just coming together to get a band that sounds fantastic. God has called us to excellence, and that is part of it. But there's a deeper part to be able to see into the realms of the Spirit. These guys were called to be the seers of the Word of God. So we release that this morning into this body, sight, in Jesus' name, sight. To determine what is going on in this room as we praise to set every person that comes into this place free that they may see and encounter God. God is longing to be encountered and he is not running away from you. We do not need to pursue God. He is right here. He is right here. 
And we are growing into the understanding of who God is and the nearness of his presence. And that is the barrier that we must cross through. We need no longer cry out for God to come, for he has come. And his presence is as real and tangible in this room as it ever has or ever will be. What is shifting is our comprehension, our realization, our ability to sense. And that requires fasting and prayer. Less of me and more of God. So, Father, in this season, we welcome your hand in our midst to bring revelation of who you are and how close you are in your proximity. That we truly could experience God as close as the air we are breathing. This is your air. This is your light that shines upon our face. If the presence of God were not in this room, everything would shrivel up and die. The presence of God is that real and that critical to just our way of life here upon the earth. So, Father, I bless each person in this body, and I thank you for them. I thank you for the journey that you have us on. And we exalt you this morning. Amen. Amen.